Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the August 15th episode of the podcast, Catechism of the Father Neil. Today we look at numbers 1846 through 1851 of the Catechism. Article 8, Sin. 1. Mercy and Sin. 1846. The Gospel is a revelation in Jesus Christ of God's mercy to sinners. The angel announced to Joseph, You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The same is true of the Eucharist, the sacrament of our redemption. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. 1847. God created us without us, but he did not will to save us without us. To receive his mercy, we must freely admit our faults. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. And he will forgive our sins and cleanse us from our all unrighteousness. 1848. As St. Paul affirms, Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. But to do its work, grace must uncover sin, so as to convert our hearts and bestow on us righteousness to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, like a physician who probes the wound before treating it, God, by his word and by his spirit, casts a living light on sin. Conversion requires convincing of sin. It includes the interior judgment of conscience and this being a proof of the action of the spirit of truth in a man's inmost being becomes at the same time the start of a new grant of grace and love. Receive the Holy Spirit. Thus, in this convincing concerning sin, we discover a double gift the gift of the truth of conscience and the gift of the certainty of redemption. The Spirit of truth is the consoler. 2. The definition of sin. Sin is an offence against reason, truth, and right conscience. It is a failure in genuine love. For God and neighbour, caused by a perverse attachment to certain goods, it wounds the nature of man and injures human solidarity. It has been defined as an utterance, a deed, or a desire contrary to the eternal law. 1850. Sin is an offence against God. Against you, you alone, have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. Sin sets itself against God's love for us and turns our hearts away from it. Like the first sin, it is a disobedience, a revolt against God through the will to become like God's, knowing and determining good and evil. Sin is thus love of oneself even to the contempt of God. In this proud self-exaltation, sin is diametrically opposed to the obedience of Jesus, which achieves our salvation. 1851. It is precisely in the Passion When the mercy of Christ is about to vanquish it, that sin is most clearly manifest, its violence and its many forms, unbelief, murderous hatred, shunning and mockery by the leaders of the people, Pilate's cowardice and the cruelty of the soldiers, Judas's betrayal, so bitter to Jesus, Peter's denial and the disciples' flight. However, at the very hour of darkness, the hour of the prince of this world, the sacrifice of Christ secretly becomes the source from which the forgiveness of our sins will pour forth inexhaustibly. Okay, great. So today we move on to this topic of sin, 
I suppose on the one hand I could say that sure it's something we all know a lot about and we don't need to have much um, more information on it but it is very interesting. This would be facetious because it's very interesting to see how the church thinks of sin. That to sin is to go against God's plan. You know, this very simply, what is sin? An utterance, deed or desire contrary to the eternal law. Contrary to God's plan. Contrary then to what will make us happy. To what is good for us. And that sin is really an option that we have because of our freedom. Because we are free to love God or to hate him. We are free to love our fellow man or to hate him. We are free to love ourselves or to hate ourselves. And um, again, true love comes from God always. And this hatred of what should be loved is sin. Doing something wrong. Yes, many times or all the time, I suppose, in hope of getting something, in hope of getting a happiness, in hope of uh, receiving something, in a blind uh, searching for happiness, looking for happiness in places that we can't have it. I mean, the catechism, and we'll be seeing this over the next few days, it's very different from the old-fashioned view that some people had that the sinner will have a great time here, they'll have a fantastic time here, but after they die, they go to hell. This is the idea that in on this earth, the sinner, the adulterer, is having a fantastic time. The thief is really having a great time. But when they go to hell, when they die, they go to hell and then they suffer. This isn't the case. The sinner suffers here. That sin damages and the first person it damages is the sinner yes it can damage the human community yes it can damage those around us but the first person it damages is ourself and so to see here that sin is something that unfortunately we all fall into that famous quote of saint john that is there anybody that says that he is not a sinner makes god a liar everybody sins but that all of us have this call to conversion. Every one of us has the possibility of coming back. Every one of us is called to conversion to come back to God, to return to him. And this is something that we can do. That is something that through the grace of God, because yes, we do need the grace of God even to convert, but through the grace of God, we can convert. We can come back to him. We can be changed. That if sin damages us, this damage can be greatly undone. Sometimes perhaps not fully, but some of it will remain till after we die in purgatory. But that in general, a lot of this damage can be undone from sin. And so we're invited to, uh, to see what sin is. You know, to know what uh, the danger that it has. Not that we should be happy of it, but it's kind of like somebody that's been trained by the army in bomb disposal that you have a mine detector and somebody who's trained to detect the mines it's not that he's very excited by mines it's not that he loves mines he could very well hate them and to a certain extent be, afra be afraid of them and this is how we should be before sin to hate it 
to be afraid of it, but then to have the um, the grace to diffuse it. This is by repentance, to come back to the Lord. That when we see sin, when we discern sin, to come back. So this convincing of sin that the Holy Spirit does, as it says in number 1848, is a double gift. A gift, first of all, to have the truth of our conscience, which is, uh, again, good to have a, 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 a proper conscience. But then the gift of the certainty of redemption, that if we truly see our sin for what it is, and if we truly repent of it, we can have the certainty of redemption and not be saying always, oh, woe is me, I'm condemned, there's no hope for me, there's no way forward. No, if we see our sin and reject it, God welcomes us back and gives us his eternal life. So very well, we continue uh, tomorrow and tomorrow we look at 1852 through 1860. God bless.